The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they're fun, they're funny, they make you laugh, they make you smile. Who doesn't need that right now? The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Five, four, three, two. Get it? Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use? Probably won't, but many of us can and could if we want to be doers of the word and not just hearers only. That's always good. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Excellent question. And also a Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. And the truth is, we don't care that much. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. That process going through not just the great moments when you're at church, not just the moments where everything is perfect, but also going through the other moments, also maintaining our faith and our commitment to the Lord. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, you are welcome to reach out to us. You might have a prayer request. You might have a praise report. You might even have an answer to Bible trivia, which we'll do later. All of those are accessible by simply calling us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you do that, you will talk to Captain Chris, and it will be well with your soul. Okay, well, not like it is when you're talking to the Lord, but it'll be well. Okay, you guys get it. As opposed to rare or medium, it'll be well. You can also text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org, which also leads us to our website, which we encourage you to check out because that's a place to give. Also a place where you can get the book that we have for 99 cents, so good price on that. Some videos, some audios, some different stuff on there to challenge you and to encourage you. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. 
Okie dokie artichoke. I want to thank Kurt for praying for me yesterday. It was kind of a tough drive. You know, sometimes you drive, and I know it's not like the longest drive compared to many people, but it is, it's almost 40 miles each way that I drive. So it's not like it's, you know, like going up to the Circle K kind of thing. So uh, every once in a while you can just tell, uh oh. <laughs> Whenever my phone goes, hey, Dave, you got a plane? And I go, no, well, you probably should have. Uh, that's when you know then there's something going on. Anyhow, uh, we got a lot to cover. I want to encourage you, don't forget to check out the book. You're welcome to do it. By the way, we do give a, a money-back guarantee, believe it or not. If you get the book and it doesn't bless you, we'll give you your money back. No questions asked. Because we're that confident that it will be a blessing for you. We encourage you to check that out. It's not a way of selling books. It's a way of getting that information into people's hands so that they can share it with other people. By the way, you can always share the book. I could care less. But the idea is to help people who've been hurt in church, and there's a lot of them, and they're very they're very underserved in the ministry. I would just say that's kind of a nice way to say that. All right, we're going to get into our text. I do want everybody to be conscious or to be aware or sensitive to the praying uh, for a lot of people in our audience. Michaela is uh, sick. We know that Gary needs prayer. We know that Jane needs prayer. Different people in our audience. You don't have to know every person and every little detail. I, I cannot stress enough that you never inform God when you're praying. You're not telling him anything, but you are communing with him and offering up your faith, and in partnership with that faith, the Lord responds, and we want you to keep praying for all the people in the audience because they're your brothers and sisters, and of course, if you had a need, they'd be praying for you. So there's how that that's how that whole thing works. Let's go back into the Gospel of Matthew very quickly. We're going to go back to where we were looking at uh, Peter and Andrew, Simon and, Pete and Andrew, who were called by Jesus. And then I want to point out a couple things because then we're also going to be looking at James and John. So I'm going to back it up a little and kind of do a runway approach, and then you'll see where I'm stopping. This will be Matthew chapter 4, verse 18. He was walking along the Sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, and they were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. So it's important to understand that it's actually John chapter 1 where Peter and Andrew have their first engagement with Jesus. This is not the first time that Jesus came across these guys. Okay? So it's important to understand, you know, the sequence of things. Okay? They've already had a meaning. But at this point, there's a change in the process. Normally, when a person would connect to a rabbi or a master, they would approach the master, and then they would share what they're trying to accomplish and trying to grow in, and then they would share their desire to be a part of it and for them to get taught by that rabbi or that master. That's the normal process. And I mean, it's very rarely that it happens any other way, except for Jesus. <laughs> Jesus comes along. Of course, Elijah did the same thing, but you just, you just love it. He, he, Jesus comes along and goes, okay, I pick you, I pick you, I pick you. And they're not even coming to him. Jesus is picking them. And it's like, wait, that's not how that normally goes. Right. <laughs> that's not how that normally goes. And then Jesus says these uh, couple of things, and this is what I want you to get. He said, you know, come follow me. 
and I will make you fishers of men immediately. That word immediately is used in Matthew uh, several times and in Mark even more. And you know what that word immediately means? Immediately. In other words, it means what it says. There's an urgency. And for some reason, in the Christian church, depending on your eschatology, I guess, there's less of an urgency from time to time. Oh, ho-hum, it'll get done. Oh, ho-hum, it'll get—it's like, no. The Lord wants us getting on on things, taking care of things, moving forward in him. It's not a oh, ho-hum. It's like immediately, let's get rolling. Let's go. Time to go. Here we go. We're moving now. And look what they did, and I want you, I'm going to challenge you to be aware of what the commitment was. Immediately, they left their nets, and they followed him. Now, you can say a lot of different things, and people spin this all the time, and, but this is the, the true element of the faith. And that is when Jesus calls you, when he taps on your shoulder, when he calls your name, when he says David, when he says Chris, when he says Jen, when he says Don, when he says Noel, when he does that, we are being asked to follow him. And sometimes in that following... There is a letting go of certain elements in order to follow him. So I want you to see that without much reservation, obviously these guys had thought it through. They had talked to Jesus. They really believed he was the Messiah. When Jesus said, hey, time, let's go. We're hitting the road. This is it. They left their nets. And for us to understand that, you could probably put that in the terminology of they gave up their jobs or they gave up their income or they gave up their revenue or that source of revenue. It's not that they can never make revenue again or anything like that. But what they were willing to do was sacrifice and let go of what they did control in order to follow Jesus in what they could not control. They were going to go to a special seminary, right? <laughs> the seminary of Jesus. And they were going to have to leave certain things behind or let them go. Now, we know from the testimony of Scripture, it's not like they forgot how to do it because after Jesus you know, resurrected, they went back to fishing for a little while. That didn't last very long because that's just typical of humanity when you can't figure out what to do, go back to the last thing because that makes just makes sense. It makes it easier. But in this case... Jesus says, follow me, and they had to let go. And so what I want you to catch out of this is besides the immediate part or the urgency part that Matthew is laying down, there is at times the call from Jesus to leave something large in order to follow him. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. He did not give this specific command to every single person. But he does give this command to many people. And there might be something that the Lord wants you to let go of in order to go forward in him. Maybe it's your own ability to control your own destiny. You ever heard that expression? I'm the master of my own destiny. We have got famous poems that say we're in charge of our destiny. We have a Terminator movie that says you can change it all. Boy, all that's true until God drops an atom bomb on your head, and then that's not true. It's all true until God goes, that's not true now. I'm the master of my—oh, I broke my foot. Okay. 
I guess you're not the master of that. You won't be playing soccer, will you? So the idea behind this is to let go and to move forward in the Lord. We'll take our break, and then we're coming back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience is now run by He Must Increase Ministry. What this means is that we are no longer operating as a regular business, but as a nonprofit ministry that is devoted to increasing the ministry of Jesus Christ. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Bible believers, the wounded and forgotten believers, and the not yet believers through biblical truths. We are funded by listeners like yourselves and ministry partners that want to provide sponsorships for the show. Your donations are 100% tax deductible. And the great news is, if you donate to our ministry and help us advance the kingdom of God, we won't give you a thing. That's right, you'll get no special prize or gimmick. You won't ever get an anointed Bible or penny in acrylic so that you're never penniless, or a guarantee that you'll become rich just because you gave. Your giving will support our unique idea of biblical encouragement. And what you'll receive is a receipt for your giving at the end of the year. It's all about sowing and reaping. Cast your bread upon the water and it will return to you. And if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. But you'll be laying up treasures in heaven. And that's the most excellent place to receive the best return for the longest time on your investment. What happens if you don't give? Nothing except more commercials like this one. Let's spare everyone from more commercials like this one. Go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. And give if you're led to and if you're able to. Let's keep the show going and help increase its time and reach. You must like this show a little bit because, after all, you're hearing this commercial, right? Thank you. Is the David Spoon experience? The Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need—the sun and rain and an apple seed. Yes, He's been good to me. Doesn't he, doesn't he know there's a lot of cholesterol in lard? <laughs> I'm losing it here. What the lard? What is that guy? Where is he from? <laughs> the David Spoon experience. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for your first Bible trivia question. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. True or false? That's always nice because, you know, 50-50. True or false? At Jesus' trial, 
The false witnesses against Jesus could not agree. They couldn't agree. The witnesses against Jesus, false witnesses, they could not agree at Jesus' trial. True or false? If you think you know the answer, you want to call 972-445-0770, or you want to text in 214-210-8483. What was that? And then you want to have a, uh, what's the thing? The email. Oh, yeah, that's it. Email, uh, that's david at hemusincrease.org. Okay, now while we're waiting for that, we're going to do some DNA, and we're going to have Captain Chris do his first DNA uh, with us, so we're going to go with it and see what happens. That's probably what the noise was, huh? Uh, so here we go. D for us. Oh, we got somebody calling in. So what we'll do is we'll have them grab the phone. We'll put them on hold because we want to have Captain Chris have this opportunity to do his first DNA. So he's excited about it. And, and uh, okay, it's not that exciting, but he's got to do it. So it, <laughs> there's a limit there. So anyway, he's going to put that person on hold. We'll finish the DNA. Then I'll take the call. That's how we'll do it. So here we go. D, D stands for a draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. He's got it. He's already in there. He's one for one. He's just got to go one more, and then he's hitting a 1,000. That is uh, D, draw closer to the Lord daily, and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus has to say. And A, always be ready. To serve. To serve! So that you're sensitive to the Lord and sensitive to others, loving God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Excellent job. All right, now we have somebody ready to answer the trivia question. Is that correct? Here we go. Lean it over. Lean it over. Lean it over. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello? Hello? Hello, no, 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 no. That's how you can tell that the radio is on. <laughs> I have to call back, but turn the radio off. Yay! Okay. <laughs> All right, so we'll wait on that one. That was kind of funny. <laughs> you could hear me do the echo, my own echo. <laughs> Uh, good job, Kev Chris. All right, so you got that going. So he'll be uh, working that in and changing that. He'll be doing maybe he'll be doing different uh, elements. I don't know if he'll be doing a different voice behind that different accent. We'll have to wait and see. Do you have we shall see. We shall see. Oh, that to be good. I like it. Okay. All right, so we got that rocking and rolling. Let's get into this next section because if you thought that section was kind of interesting, that little one we just did, uh, somebody calls in, we'll grab it. But here, here, here. That echo was pretty good. <laughs> Here's uh, the next thing that Jesus says, because in, in case you're sitting there thinking, well, you know, Jesus, he doesn't ask that many people to do that much kind of stuff. All right. Here we go. Uh, here's Jesus after he says to Simon, it's called Peter and Andrew, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Verse 21, going on from there, he saw two other brothers. Jesus, when he picked uh, the disciples, he knew what he was doing. Remember we talked about brothers? There's a loyalty in brothers. And so he brought these guys on. They were going to change the world. This loyalty turned out to be very important, especially these four disciples, especially Peter, James, and John of these four, right? So he goes to his other brothers, and the other brothers, or the other guys, and the other guys are, are two brothers are James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Right? So now you have Andrew and Peter, James and John, 
Okay, and out of these four, you get Peter, James, and John. That's the the famous three, and John kind of being the close one there. Uh, they were in the boat with Zebedee, their father, preparing the nets. That means they were getting the nets ready to work. The fishing was a getting ready to be a fished. So they're with their father. They're preparing the nets, and he called them. But here's that word again. Immediately. They left their boat and their father and followed him. Wow. So we talk about this understanding a little bit about that sometimes Jesus calls us into a sense of sacrifice and maybe he calls us away. Maybe you have something that you've created revenue with and you've got your own money-making machine or whatever, but the Lord says, hey, I want you to do this for a while. And so then you set it down. But in the case with James and John, Jesus— goes farther. Why are you thinking, wait, 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 wait. I thought that was far enough on the last one. (laughs) No. In this case, with James and John, he says directly, he says, follow me. And the scripture is specific to tell us that James and John left the business that they were engaging with and left their father. And you're thinking, well, True Christianity, come on, you don't have to leave your family. Let me explain something to you from the host's perspective. Being born and raised Jewish and going to private Hebrew school and then making a decision to follow Jesus Christ was exactly the decision I had to make between whether I would stay in good relationships with my family or I would follow Jesus. And there was no in-between. In the period that my brother and I, because it was the two of us, isn't that funny that we were brothers and the Lord called us together, and here these brothers are all being called together. In that period, we had been ostracized by over 200 family members, have never talked to them since, have talked only to my sister, my mom, and my dad. My mom and dad have passed on since then. My dad hardly uh, talked to us about it. Uh, He passed on when I was much younger. My mom and I were very close, so I shared some of the very bizarro things that happened to me in Christianity. My sister uh, talked with my brother and I uh, every blue moon. How often does a blue moon happen? Uh, Whatever it happens, that often. And so uh, the idea behind this is that sometimes the Lord will ask you to give up, even in relationship. And you think, well, he would never do that. It's like, I I will just say this as clear as I can. Jesus Christ is supposed to be our Lord and Savior, and there is nobody and nothing that we should not be willing to lay down if the Lord asks us to. And for those that are thinking that's that's really a lot to ask, I would think, is that as much to ask as God asked Abraham when he told him to offer up Isaac? The promises of God in that child. Lay it down. The idea behind this is not to try and freak you out, but the idea about this is for you to understand. When the Lord calls you, he calls you. He's not asking. This, isn't a, this is not American add-on. Da-da-da. I'm an American. I have so many great things in life. I'll add Christianity, which is really just fire insurance, so I don't have to worry about anything because I don't want to get burned. Yeah. Okay, that's not what this is. Christianity is not an add-on for a wonderful life. 
Christianity is a lifetime of saying yes to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and that means being conformed into the image of Jesus Christ, step by step and glory by glory, and that means that whatever the Lord desires of us, calls us to, pulls us through, wants us to walk through, that's where we go. And you're thinking, well, I I don't know if I like that. Then don't say yes. It's up to you. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you that the Lord may not say, oh, well, you know, you can be a Christian on Sundays. But on on Mondays through Saturdays, sin your brains out. I I just don't think that's in the book. Let me check. Nope, it's not in there. Have you read it a lot? I've read it a lot. (laughs) How many? Over 100 times in the New Testament. That's a lot. Here's the bottom line. The bot actually it's like 150. Actually, the bottom line is this: the Lord may call us. Does He call everybody to that same level? No, it doesn't seem so. It seems like in the framework of Scripture, certain people get called to certain things. Certain people get called to let go of certain things. I would venture to say what the Lord asks us to let go of has more to do with the things that we're too attached to. That's just an observation. It's not a guarantee. I just observe that it just seems like the biggest thing that we hang on to is the thing the Lord says, eh, no, can't do that. And so I want you to catch. I want you to be with me. I want you to understand that the Lord may require of you a sacrifice. And the only question you have to answer at, at all is this. Is it worth it? to sacrifice now to live in eternity with Jesus Christ. That's all. Is that a a good placement? Is that a good stewardship? Is that a good way to go about it? Now, I do know that there's some people that walk around going, well, I'm just going to say no, 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 no. And at the end, at my deathbed, I'm just going to say yes and repent. What you don't understand or what too many people miss, and if you read it in 2 Timothy, you'll really understand it, is that God has to give that person the ability to repent at the end for it to be true repentance. That is a gamble you should not take. Scripture talks about people that try to do something similar. Didn't pan out. Okay? Didn't pan out. All right? So I'm not trying to be a meanie. Okay? I could do that on any other thing. I just talk about words all day long and everybody know they're in trouble. I'm just trying to tell you that sometimes the Lord does require of us large things. And then in DD duty, he sometimes he requires larger things. And if the Lord asks you to walk away for something for a time or for whatever, you have two choices. The good choice is to say yes, Lord, and the bad choice is to say no, Lord. And Yan Yon. <laughs> Good luck on that. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I think we had our, tr- our question. I think we want to get that right. Uh, true or false, at Jesus' trial, the false witnesses could not agree with one another. That, my friends, of course, is true. And if you want a quick reference, it would be Mark 14. I think it's like 59-ish. All right, we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. The David Spoon Experience. I am such a sinner. Not just a sinner. I am such a sinner. I'm like the biggest sinner ever. That's how I felt. And then... It was the understanding that God really cared about me. 
And therein lies the key. Because God did care. He does care. And it's the same for you. You're listening to me. He does care. And that pain you're going through, it makes him weep. And you might say, well, you can't back that up spiritually or scripturally. Yes, I can. John chapter 11, verse 35. Jesus wept. Not for Lazarus. Lazarus was getting up in five minutes. But all the grief and the pain around him. Come on. God has a heart. His heart's bigger than your heart. So here's part of the things that I, I mean, I'm skipping, I'm skipping light years. I'm just going past it. But it's like when that guy started crying and I started getting mad and then he said it was, this is how the Lord feels for you. And this is the, the Lord's heart for you. It just showed me I'm so hard hearted. I'm, I'm like, a, I'm like, a, I'm like a, a, a rock, but not in a good way. You know, I'm like a, like a dumb rock. Like, oh man, what's the matter with me? And so, you know what he did when he was done doing that? Because now I'm gone, right? Because now, you, how do you think after after that happens, how do you think I feel? Okay. So now I'm like, please pray for me. <laughs> That's right. Because I'm just lost. And he prays for me. And it's powerful. It's like, you know, it's unbelievable. It's just really, very, really powerful. Here's the thing that leads up to it. Now, are we ready? Cause, and that is the, the powerful point, especially when he cried. But it turns out that I went to that church for a little while. You want to hear something absolutely, positively, mind-blowing, amazing? Three months later on a Sunday night, I was preaching in that church. And I was preaching Romans 1.16, the very first thing I ever taught in my life. In that church, in Pastor David Huntsworth Church, Abundant Life in Dillon, Colorado. And I'll tell you one thing that I hope you really hear. And that is that one experience so affected me, I was never the same person again. It just showed me that God really does care. We're pretty hard-hearted. Yeah, we're kind of, we're mashuggy from time to time. Not God. He's totally awesome. 